Welcome to the Lion's Den. I want to hear you say your name. Your name is Toby. What's your name? Lord God, help that boy. They're going to flip him dead. What's your name? Say it. Toby. Who are you? Say your name. What's your name? Toby. Hi. Say it again. Say it louder so they all can hear you. What's your name? some black people here in the US who have been beaten into submission without the use of whips. We're back with another episode of the DW Legacy Podcast. And today's episode, and I call this one, Content Negroes. Now, when I came up with this title for this episode, I had to think long and hard about using the word content. 
Because some people think being content, which means being at peace and have a level of happiness. But the type of content I'm referring to in this particular episode is about being at a at peace and happiness in a state of fuckery. And that's where black people are right now. We're at a level of content where just doing enough satisfies our need to think we have made some type of progress. And most of us, you know, in our so-called progress is only based around individual escapism. And individual progress only serves a purpose when after reaching that point, we then need to think about how we move and how we can also make progress as a collective, like I always talk about. But black people here in the U.S. really don't want to do that. We have been so assimilated into everyone else's culture and ideas, especially white culture. We no longer really have any of our own. And as I talked about in my justification episode, I have never seen a culture of people not only lose the knowledge of who they are, but also lose who they are while they are stationary in their thinking and living conditions. And our living conditions are beginning to change dramatically around us. I have been watching some Negroes being really comfortable in their so-called suburban living lifestyle. And the way the cost of living is going up right now, the remaining middle class is about to be wiped out completely. I'm I'm even guilty of this myself, being too content and getting caught up in thinking shit is gravy out here. That's what family life does to you nowadays. Don't get me wrong. It's a good thing being able to take care of your family and yourself. But if we are not preparing for the future and only living for today, we are on the horizon to a huge awakening. Now, there have been some things I noticed just recently that raise my eyebrows. Now, I have spoken about changes that are happening in my little city where I live. The richer building to prepare and to accommodate their families for what's coming down the road. And there's a lot of conversations talking about how white society is about to meet its end. But don't think for a moment that a cornered animal won't bite your ass. They won't be going anywhere without a fight. But black people have the obstacle of having to fight with ourselves first before we even get to the real battle we are facing. And how many of us will take ourselves out, (laughs) you know, which will make the job much easier when we face the real enemy. Some of us are already in subliminal battles over bullshit right now over some petty shit so I know when a time comes when you have to survive and fight for the basic things of food clothing and shelter you will have people in your own family that will kill you for a biscuit and as I mentioned I myself just realized about a week ago how fast things are moving 
Now, no longer than five years ago, we had a number of black businesses right here in our center city area, which led to what is called the riverfront. A lot of cities in the, you know, the past 10 years have built their riverfronts up, which is supposed to sprout up new homes and businesses. The problem is the homes and the leasing for the businesses suffer because the housing is too expensive and the spaces for the businesses also become unaffordable, causing you know who to move out or shut down because enough money is not being made to sustain capital to be able to grow with the changing times. One of my relatives owned a shop a half a block from where I work and her shop wasn't even on the main strip but she recently had to close up shop because her lease payments went up and there are several black barber shops that I know of you know where they set up you know they, they were set up in prime locations but they all had to shut down for the same reason and it would be easy to say see what the white man is doing to us but that's the easy way out. For what I'm seeing, we are really doing it to ourselves. Let me use the simple category of customer service. Now, with all the black barbershops that are already closed down, this is what I experienced just last week. Last Thursday, I had to get my son prepared to go on a mentorship with his friends this past weekend. And I had to run through and across town to try and find a barber that will, you know, give him a quick, you know, give him a quick haircut. Now, mind, now mind you, it, here we are in the summer between the hours of 5.30 p.m. and 6 o'clock p.m. Do you know I cannot find one barber shop that will cut his hair? And it wasn't because they weren't open. These niggas here in this city are just fucking lazy, man. We stopped at one barber shop, and the owner was standing in his shop behind his chair, doing nothing. But he couldn't cut my son's hair because he said he didn't have all his clipper guards. Okay, I was like, cool, no problem. We went to the next barber shop. And the owner was standing outside profiling, you know, to his, you know, pro profiling next to his sporty rimmed Chevrolet truck. And he was on his cell phone. I pull up and say, what up, King? Can you fit my son in for a real quick cut? He's going away for the weekend tomorrow. He was like, man, I'm having, you know, I have been feeling too good and I'm just getting myself back together today uh can you bring him back tomorrow i was like no he's leaving early tomorrow morning so i kept it moving went to a place that i'm really familiar with and they say uh you know we close at six we close at six o'clock bro i'm like all right i guess you get my point and when I was my son's age growing up, barbershops would stay open late until the last customer was served. Nowadays, our black barbers, you know, will cut about four to five people's hair a day and feel like we've done enough. 
And I'm using the barbershops as an example, but this is really the overall attitude of all black owned businesses here in our city. We have this, I will only just do enough mindset. And then we wonder why we are not able to maintain longevity for our families and our businesses. And just talking about giving good customer service is another topic for another day. And that is one of the major components that is hurting black owned businesses here in my city. We need to stop selling for less and continuing to put ourselves in a hole and stop having the mindset and being content Negroes. This is the D win legacy podcast. Take care and be safe. Peace. If you want to contact me or send in a request for a particular topic you want to hear on our episodes, you can reach me at dsoulspro at gmail.com. That's dsoulspro at gmail.com. Black segregation and wealth in Tulsa, Oklahoma and Black Wall Street. The end result was only the passing of generational fear. You are listening to the D Win Legacy Podcast. Available on Anchor.fm, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Castbox, Google Play Music, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and Spotify. (laughs) 
I know this episode is going to tap a couple spinal cords. But us as black people, if we don't get our shit together, we're going to be easily pushed out of the way. So this is something that we seriously need to think about and not only think about it, but take some serious action and make some serious moves to do better so that we can hold down the little bit of culture that we have left. We'll be back next week with another episode. Until then, take care and be safe. Peace.